Welcome to the Hello Joy podcast, where we discuss life in our 20s, relationships and love, faith and self-care, and all the shower thoughts. I'm your host, Danielle Joy Robinson, and I'm so glad I can be back with you all today. It's been a while. I say that every single time. Truly, 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 this is the last time I'm going to say this because I am done with school. Can we get an applause? And... I'm going to have a lot more time now to focus on this podcast and to devote a lot more time and energy into it. So I will most definitely be posting more frequently. And yeah, I wanted to today give an update on the last month of my life because the last episode I told you all that I was going to South Africa and I did. So I want to give a quick update about that. And then we'll get into the episode today, the topic for today. So, update about South Africa. I left on New Year's Day and traveled about 18-ish hours to South Africa. It's an eight-hour time difference. They're eight hours ahead. And it was an immediate culture shock, I would say, being there right right away going onto the highway you saw animals just lined up against they lined up on the sides of the highways and you see that here too in Minnesota but not that much not not that often unless you're driving out in rural areas and you see horses or cows or something but there were zebras and it was just just a wild experience to see that and yeah so initial culture shock And it was very hot, 95 to 100 degrees most of the days in the first week. It was so hot. And that's coming from 20 degree weather. So I'm, that's me coming from 20 degree weather. Um, so that was crazy, but I had such an amazing experience just exploring the country and meeting new people, learning about business specifically in South Africa and if you aren't aware I went to South Africa for my last five credits of school so I took a class that was called doing business in South Africa and we literally went to different businesses experienced them and talked to the owners and learned about it in class with lectures and it was such an enriching experience because I was able to see the differences between how business is done in America and then how it is done in South Africa and I learned a ton I enjoyed myself and I think it's so important for everyone to get the experience of exploring and traveling and I'm so privileged to have that experience I'm so glad that I did so there's three highlights that I wanted to talk about with my trip and the first one is finding soul sisters so I'm going to name drop and I hope you guys are okay with me name dropping I'm not going to put your last names but there are three girls that I really connected with on this trip and I feel like they are soul sisters and if you aren't aware of what a soul sister is it's basically someone who you aren't blood related to but you find friendship in them in them such a deep connection with them that almost seems like you are sisters in another life so 
these three girls I felt like I had the biggest connection with and that's Ebony, Litemba, and Conti. And I love these girls to death. I cherish all my time with them and I wish I could have so much more time with them. Ebony's from the States and then Litemba and Conti I met there in South Africa. They are, they were a part of our program, but they live at Stellenbosch University, which is where I studied. Um, so it's just really great to be, it was really great to be able to meet them, spend time with them. And I am so glad I have friends in a different country now so I can come visit and they can come visit me. So that was great. And then a second highlight is just the beauty of creation, of God's creation and finding moments of solace while I was there. Ebony can attest to this, not attest to it. She's the one who really started this but anywhere that we were where it may have been chaotic or loud or people were talking a lot she would say can we just get 10 seconds of silence and we did that everywhere we went now South Africa is beautiful it was so beautiful the scenery the nature and the mountains it was breathtaking but sometimes we got so caught up in the moment that we actually didn't take time to appreciate the moment if that makes sense so there'd be so much going on but we weren't we didn't take enough time to really sit in it and so finding those moments of silence were so important and just finding and not just finding but acknowledging the beauty in God's creation I remember we walked up this one mountain and we were at Cape Point is what it's called the end of Cape Point we walked up the mountain and every so often we took a few breaks just to appreciate the view that was in front of us. But when we got to the top of the mountain, I looked down and I saw this view and it was the sky meeting the sky meeting the ocean, like at the horizon. And it was overcast and the waves are crashing against the rocks. It was such a beautiful moment that I just had to sit by myself and not just with myself, actually sit with God and just appreciate what I was experiencing because one, I'm so privileged and grateful to be able to have this experience, but two, just to even acknowledge that God created this and I am a testament to seeing this creation and I'm so glad that I was able to experience it and appreciate it. So we had a lot of moments like that. And I think that that's what's most important when you are traveling is just acknowledging that you, the experiences that you are having in those moments, just so that you are aware of your surroundings. You can, you're aware of your privilege and all of that good stuff. And then the third highlight I want to talk about is just the importance of learning about a different culture because not an I don't think enough of us take the time to really sit down and learn about somebody else's culture and I was able to enrich myself while I was over there um I talked to a lot of locals I was in class with locals I experienced things with people in the town that we stayed in and the university we stayed at and just learning 
the differences and similarities between my culture and theirs opened up my eyes so much more. It really allows you to, uh, I guess, what's the word? Um, there's a word that we learned that basically talks about, oh, it's ethnocentrism. So that's basically where you think that your culture and your identity and everything is the center of not the world, but just the center of, I guess, your own life. And so therefore you have a very individualistic mindset and America by nature does have individualistic mindset. So learning to move away from ethnocentrism and become more collectivistic allows you to be more aware of not only only yourself but of others and what they have to bring to the table and what they offer and their contributions so I think it's just so important to experience another culture and get out of your own for all those reasons that I said okay that's the update with South Africa I'm back now I've been back for two weeks I'm done with school amen it's bittersweet but It's so cool to say that I did graduate college early. It's three and a half years and I'm done. And I am so grateful for all of my professors that helped me get through my studies. Sorry if you hear my dog barking in the background. Um, I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for the friends that I made along the way. The mentors that have counseled me along the way. And everyone that made it possible for me to get to this point in my life so exciting and now I'm on this journey of just trying to figure out what I want to do with my life for those who are unaware I graduated with communication studies and a minor in psychology and so I'm really passionate about both and I just finished a an internship with the Vikings Minnesota Vikings with um I did a communications game day internship with them that was such a cool experience and so it kind of made me think about going into sports communication so I'm looking into sports communications, I'm looking into radio and news broadcasting, and on the psychology side, I'm really interested in marriage and family therapy or counseling. However, I want to be realistic about my experience and my area in life right now, and I think that that will come, that profession will come later in life. I think maybe in my 30s, I'll, I will seek, um my license to be a therapist because I just think I need a little bit more experience and some age. And to be honest, y'all, if I'm going to be a marriage and family counselor, I need to be married. (laughs) I think, I think I need to be married. I don't, I can't imagine sitting down with a married couple and giving them advice. And I actually feel confident in my skills that I'd be able to, but I just don't think they would take me seriously because they're, I mean, I get it. If you don't have, if I don't have experience being married, what can I say about your marriage? But yeah, I just think I need to be married. And at this point I'm super single. So I don't even have a crush on anybody. Like I'm single. So anyway, I don't know why I'm going into that so deeply, but, um, yeah, that's kind of the plan for my life right now. I'm chilling. I'm hanging out. Let me know if you want to hang out. Okay, that's the update. Sorry, that took maybe a little bit longer, but yes. So what I want to talk about today, I'm not sure. I'm hoping they connect. I have a couple of bullet points here and I hope they all connect. But since I've been back, it's been two weeks. And 
for some reason, right when I came back, I felt this desire to just take control of my life, to take back control of my life. And I have to acknowledge right off the bat that I am not in control of my life fully, right? If you're a believer and I am one, I believe that God is in control. He's the beginning and the end. He has already said what it is that it's that's going to be done. So with that being said, I feel an urge to take control of my life, not necessarily in, in uh, like, not necessarily disregarding that God is the one that's ultimately in control, but just in the sense that I want to think about who and what determines what I do, how I do it, and why I do it. Am I letting others dictate my life? Am I living for myself? So yeah, that's the first bullet point is like taking back control of your life. I was talking to um, one of my friends about social media specifically and the control and influence that it has on us everyone really but specifically in my generation um, I'm Gen Z and I'm the older part of Gen Z but I've and the one below I think that's Gen Alpha or something these and these two generations I think we are influenced by social media so deeply to the point where we live our lives based on how it's going to look on social media we live our lives based on how we think others are going to view it and that's so not only fascinating in the worst way possible, but that is wild to me. And I feel so, it almost makes me sick because it makes me physically ill because the thought of doing things in my life only for others to see online seems so disingenuous. And, and it is, it is. I, speaking of social media, Okay, here we go. I saw a TikTok the other day of this woman talking about this exact concept. And she talked about how we will go and do, we will literally go out of our way to do something, do an activity or hang with a certain person or go to a certain place just to post about it. And I'm laughing about thinking, thinking of, I'm laughing because I do this. And when she said it, I'm like, that's wild. Like who would just, who would actively intentionally go somewhere else just to post about it and here have other people's have other people view it and whatever I literally do that I literally do that the let's see say you want to go to the say you're not really a gym junkie like you don't really go to the gym you kind of go every once in a while say you want to go to the gym um no say you want to work out but you're not really you're not really motivated to get up and go to the gym. What would actually motivate you to? Probably letting other people know that you're going to the gym. It, it's almost like this. It's almost like what people think of you motivates you to do the things you do. So if you aren't going to have the own your own courage to get up and go to the gym, you might find courage to go because you're going to post about it. And then other people are going to think, oh, they are fit or they look good or I should go to the gym now because they go to the gym. You know, it's all a cycle and it's a mind game. The whole thing is psychology. It's a, it's a psychological game 
and we all fall short of being aware of this, I guess, which by, which makes sense. I mean, this is just our life. Like, it's just how it is. But I so desperately want to start doing things just for me, living the life that I want, regardless of what anyone has to think about it, say about it, feel about it. That's another thing. The way people feel about you and your life has nothing to do with you at all. It really has nothing to do with you. If they feel some type of way that you are or aren't doing or saying something, that is a personal flaw that they have within themselves. And not even a flaw. It's not necessarily a flaw. It's just a personal maybe insecurity or that is their own business. So you don't necessarily need to dictate your life based on how other people are going to feel. I do think we should be considerate human beings. Absolutely. We need to be, we as humans need to be more considerate towards others. We need to be more, more forgiving and, um, we have to give more grace, but at the same time, how someone feels about you has nothing to do with you. And, yeah, that's all I have to say about that, period. The next bullet point I have says, take life less seriously. Yeah, so I'm not going to speak on the specific things that I've done in the last couple of weeks pertaining to this, but I have been taking my life so unserious lately and it feels like a weight lifted off my chest because... I just realized I don't want to be regretful later on in my life. I don't want to have regrets. I don't want to sit back and think, man, I wasted my whole life thinking about what other people were going to think about me and therefore didn't do or say this because of that. I don't want to live my life like that. And I encourage you all to not live your lives like that because at the end of the day, the only opinion that matters is yours and God's. Should we take, should we not take, should we seek wise counsel from others? Absolutely. Do you value your mother's opinion? Absolutely. And I think you should. At the same time, you don't want your entire life to be made up of other people's views about you. And in retrospect, things are really not that big of a deal. It's really not that serious ever like ever and depending on your age or life circumstance some things hold greater significance than other things for example I right now am slightly unemployed I say slightly because I have different forms of income coming from multiple places but I wouldn't say I'm necessarily everyday employed now I'm in a position where I technically would be in school right now finishing off my senior year. I happen to have graduated early. So now I have a semester to sit back, kind of just figure it out, apply for some temporary positions, part-time positions. I, my stakes right now are pretty low. I would say I'm 21. I'll be 22 this month. Okay. Birthday month. Um, so I really don't have a lot to lose at this state stage in my life. And so, yeah, I'm going to apply to a ton of places. I'm going to hold multiple little jobs. I'm going to see what I like and what experiences I dislike so that I can figure out what I want to do for the rest of my life. 
my my stakes are low. Now, if you are, I don't know, 35, 40, you've held many jobs at this point, um, and you're not exactly sure what you want to do. That's totally valid, I think, at any age. However, holding multiple little jobs and doing the exact same thing I guess I'm doing right now at the age of 40, I don't, or 45, you know, I don't think the stakes might be a little higher at that age just because there are bills to pay and you might have children you need to take care of. I don't have any kids. I don't have a kid. (laughs) I don't have kids. I don't have a husband. I don't have to pay rent. I'm, I'm in a position to be able to kind of just figure life out right now. If you are double my age, it might be a little more difficult because you might have to pay rent at that point. And like, like I said, you might have kids. So all I'm trying to say is that if you are at this age, please take your life less seriously because in retrospect, it's really not that big of a deal. And I don't necessarily want you to hear this and think, I'm going to be reckless and just like send that text. I'm going to do that. But like, I'm not telling you to do that, but I'm kind of telling you to do that just a little bit because it's, it's not that serious. Just do what you got to do, girl or boy, like do what you got to do. Um, so yeah, that's what I have to say about that. And then I wanted to touch on returning back to yourself so the first one I said was taking back control of your life the second one is taking life less seriously and now I want to touch on returning back to yourself I don't have much to say about this but I just wanted to reiterate that it's so important that we hold our values close and our motives and our intentions with others it can be so easy to allow social media social media's influence and other people's influence to infiltrate our own morals, desires, values. And so it's so important to allow ourselves to remain grounded in our own values. Return, always remember if you, you know, get out of hand of, get out of hand in any area, always remember to return back to you, stay true to you because I, like I said, yeah, it, it's so easy to lose sight of yourself. So that's what I'm going to say about that one. It's just one of those things that we need to be reminded of because it's easy to let go. And the final thing I wanted to touch on is what does God say about your life and what's for you and not for you? Besides God's intervention You are the only one keeping you from experiencing the life that you desire. I'm going to say that again. Besides God's intervention, you are the only one keeping yourself from experiencing the life that you desire. We place so much of what happens to us on other people. We feel that there are other people intervening in our lives that hold us back from what we think we deserve or what we do deserve or what we desire. Circumstantially, that could be the case. But what it really boils down to 
is what are you doing for you? What are you actively doing in your life that's going to get you to the place that you want to be in your in the future? If your future self is, if you can see your future self getting up every day, going to the gym, or at least getting to the gym, say, four times a week, but your current self isn't doing that, there is no one keeping you from that but you. And it's okay if you're in, a, in that position. I'm not trying to guilt trip anyone in anything. I struggle with this too. It's it's just shifting your mind, mindset, shifting your perspective so that you can see exactly where the faults lie. They don't lie in other people. So what are the steps that you need to take for yourself in order to achieve the goals that you want to? So, um, yeah, with that being said too, I forgot I was talking about God in in this section, but, um, yeah, so God has, and this is for believers and I, I feel, okay, I feel this way. I feel like this is the case for everyone, believer or not, um, because I feel like everyone is God, not I feel everyone is God's children, regardless of if you believe it or not, but God ultimately has the complete control. Like I said in the beginning, he is the beginning and the end. He knows exactly what it is that is going to happen in your life. He knows the desires of your heart. He wants you to achieve the goals that you want to. So a lot of the times people will feel like God is against them. And I don't necessarily think that's true. I think that it might be difficult at first to align our our desires with God's. But ultimately, the things that happen to us in our lives are for our benefit because God places, places us exactly where we need to be, exactly where we should be in life in order to get the things that we want down the line. We may not see it, but that doesn't mean that it's not happening and it doesn't mean that he isn't working. Another thing I saw on TikTok recently, someone said, just because you, what was it? Oh, something about like when you're taking a test um, in class, what does it say? Something about like the teacher is, the teacher is grading teacher grades your test even though you may not see them grade the test or the teacher is still there even though you're taking a test even if you don't see them like it was something like that I should have figured that out before I started talking but basically just saying you don't have to see what's happening behind the scenes to know that something is happening behind the scenes um yeah there's a verse it's um proverbs 19:21 that says Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. I'll say it again. Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. We often have many ideas of about, about the plans that we have for our life and where we want things to go. But as we all can attest to, not everything goes to plan. COVID-19 really, I think, blew up everybody's lives and allowed us to realize that you can have a set plan from A to Z and it can get blown up in one second based off something that is out of your control. 
the same goes for the plans that God has for us and in our lives. We may feel like we know exactly what we're going to do and who we're going to be with and yeah, how life is going to go. And God may have something completely different for you. And I think it's up to us to at least be aware that plans can change and it's not always for the worst. Like it may feel like that. It may seem like that because we had something set, but it doesn't mean that it's bad for you or it's not for you. Um, I try to look at rejection or delayed, I don't know, things that happen in my life that that come delayed or if I get rejected from something, I look, try to see that as redirection, that God is redirecting me in a different position and different path in life because he might be keeping me from something that he didn't want me to experience in that one area, if that makes sense. So yeah, everything I've talked about today, just kind of the whole, the whole summary of it is taking control of your life, allowing God to implement the plans that he desires for you, taking your life less seriously, because it's really not that deep and returning back to you. So yeah, I think that's all I wanted to talk about. Um, Thanks for those still tuning in. I will be posting every Sunday from now on. So if you know me personally, hold me accountable. If you don't see me release an episode next Sunday, but so good to talk to you all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know if there is anything specific you want me to touch on or talk about, and I'll see you next week. Bye.